Michael Perrin of the Office of State Senator Neil Breslin recognizes the outstanding successes and achievements of formerly incarcerated individuals. I'm Andrea Cunliffe of the Hudson Mohawk Magazine, and I bring you a recording of this event with two of the many recipients on this day. This day that the Clean Slate Act was signed by Governor Hochul. The Senator uh, certainly appreciates the contributions that each of these individuals have made to the community. They continue to contribute to this community in ways that probably no one else would know how to do, and no one else could do, with the dedication and talent that they have. So thanks very much. Meek Taylor is recognized with great honor. Lamique Taylor is a formerly incarcerated citizen from Albany, New York. He is remarkable in his achievements and unwavering dedication to positive change in our community. During his incarceration, Lamique demonstrated exceptional commitment and determination by earning a bachelor's degree in social studies from the Bard Prison Initiative, culminating in a senior project entitled Existential Black Trauma Evaluating incarceration, mental health, and trauma within America's socio-carceral imago. And Lamique's aspirations to build a career in the mental health field and his unyielding effort in advocating for equity and inclusion exemplify his exceptional leadership and unwavering commitment to the well-being of our community. Lamique, as a system-impacted individual, possesses invaluable insights into the urgent need to end mass incarceration and to champion the rights and inclusion of those from under-resourced communities, ensuring that no one is left behind. Since his release, Lamique has diligently collaborated with numerous organizations, including Locked Up, Not Out, The Prisoner's Brain Trust, The Chris Wilson Foundation, All of Us, the Release Aging People in Prison Campaign, the Center for Community Alternatives, the Bard Prison Initiative, and more. Lamique's work has addressed a wide range of critical issues such as alternative pathways for youth, voter awareness, non-traditional mental health treatment, the Fair and Timely Parole Act, the Clean Slate Act, and improved access to higher education. We honor Lamique Taylor. Good afternoon. My name is Lamique Teller. I am a formerly incarcerated individual. I tend to lead with that because despite that label, I would love for people to recognize the humanity in me despite a felony. A lot of times when we think about incarceration and the impact that the prison industrial complex has on our society, we begin to look at incarcerated individuals as less than human or not human at all. However, the work that we do in our communities the collaborations made between us and all the organizations and people in society at large and our ability and capacity to collectively gather with one another and implement events like this show and speak to the fact that we are still community members as well. Thank you for appreciating the individuals who make impacts in our community, the credible messengers who have the ability to speak to those who often feel isolated and alone as if they have no outlets to express their angers, their frustrations, and their sorrows. The prison industrial complex was not made for rehabilitation. Right now, there are important bills on the floor, such as the Fair and Timely Act and the Elderly Parole Bill. We need more people in our communities that have the ability and power to speak to those who others can't connect to. And for this reason, we need to bring more of our leaders home. 
Lamique Taylor's here. You've just been given an award today. Yes, today I was given a proclamation award to celebrate the successes of formerly incarcerated individuals as leaders making positive impacts in their community and to radically reshape the narrative that incarcerated individuals or formerly incarcerated individuals are not a part of our community at large. And so you were given this award for the work that you do inside, outside? So I was given this award for the work that I've done inside, which is op-ed writing and legislative analysis and speaking to various issues around some of the social ills we find in our society. But I was also given this award for the work that I've done inside translating to work outside, which culminates in working with various organizations and speaking in various communities. For instance, raising voter registration awareness, uh, creating alternative pathways for youth, and advocating for alternative ways of addressing conflict opposed to violence. While you were incarcerated, for how long, by the way? So I was incarcerated for 10 years. Mm -hmm. Um, But during that time, you ended up getting a degree at Bard, is that right? Right. So during that time... uh, I applied to get into Bard College in 2017, Uh, got accepted, ended up getting ultimately a bachelor's degree in social studies. Also, I did various intercollegiate debates with other colleges such as Duke University, Morehouse, UPenn. I got my bachelor's degree and now I'm actually looking to continue my education now that I'm home. You're from the Capital Region. Are you working with projects in the Capital Region? So right now, I'm working on a way of expanding one foundation I work with, which is the Chris Wilson Foundation, and helping adolescents who are locked up in adolescent facilities um, find access to alternative ways of success. But my passion right now that I'm actively working on is immersing myself in the mental health field and then developing an alternative model to allow people to gain more access to mental health treatment that they need instead of being left out and excluded. Well, it's certainly important right now. Certainly. So what do you see in the future for you? I see nothing but positivity, success, and just building community and spaces in that we wouldn't normally think that community could be built in. And I just ultimately see myself as an individual constantly striving and working with those who feel like they have no outlet and helping them see that there are always options and avenues for change. Thank you so much. So now I wanna talk about John Romano. He is being recognized as a formerly incarcerated citizen residing in the capital region for his extraordinary commitment and dedication to personal growth and community betterment. During his time in prison, John's achievements included obtaining his graduate equivalency diploma and associate's degree and serving as a teacher's aide. John has excelled as a co-facilitator of the Alternatives to Violence Project, empowering individuals to lead nonviolent lives through affirmation, respect for all, building and enhancing community, cooperation, and trust. Upon uh, release from prison, John continued to make a positive impact on our community by running a clothing pantry in a homeless shelter and sharing his personal journey at the CPAS conference in Saratoga. 
He addressed over 100 law enforcement officers about the root causes of his past actions and how to prevent others from following a similar path. John has maintained an ongoing relationship with the FBI Behavioral Analyst Unit, contributing valuable insights on crime prevention. He has furthered his impact by speaking at the FBI's Task Force Officer Symposium in Albuquerque, New Mexico, addressing over 200 officers from around the country on effectively working with troubled youth who may pose a threat to themselves or others. John's journey is a testament to the transformative power of rehabilitation and second chances, and he serves as an inspiring example of formerly incarcerated leadership that makes a difference in our communities. We honor John. Thank you very much, everybody. It's a pleasure to be here. Uh, as we're talking about parole, justice is one of the themes. Let me tell you that I was released from prison in 2020 despite the parole board saying that I should not be released. You know why that is? I was serving a determinate sentence. The parole board had no say over my release, and yet they still wanted me to stay in prison. Why? Because of the nature of my crime, something that I could not change during my incarceration. I worked towards bettering myself and being somebody who could come home and be a productive member of society. The parole board still said no, even despite having no say over it. That's the type of parole system that we're working with right now. And that's the type of thing that we need to be working against because they are not interested on people re-entering into society and being helpful members of the community. Tiana was able to mention, I've come home. I've worked at a homeless shelter, helping those who need it most. And then when I was able to talk with law enforcement, which I'll be honest, I was a little hesitant at first, but they reassured me. They're trying to work with the youth. They're working on proactive measures. And they convinced me that, yeah, I would want to talk with them and share my story, my insights into what led me to commit the violent crime that I did and how we can help prevent others from following the same path that I did. And then sure enough, the FBI reached out to me. What a privilege that has been, because again, I've been working with a unit of people who are working on how they can help the youth, how they can prevent violent crimes from happening. And this is all because, despite the parole board saying, I was able to come home. And I think that other people should be able to come home. Another thing is, since I've been home, I've been the victim of a violent crime. For those who don't know, I was attacked while I was working in the homeless shelter. But you know what? The man who attacked me, he deserves the opportunity to turn his life around. He left me forever crippled. My hands don't work anymore. But you know what? Like I said, he deserves the opportunity to turn his life around just as I was able to. And I hope that one day he's able to come home and to make a difference in the community. I hope one day that we all see that happen. So I'm fighting for the elder time, you know, Sorry, I'm a little emotional at the moment, but I'm fighting for parole justice, and I think that we can make a change in the system to bring people home and to have a safer community. Thank you. Thank you to Tiana Taylor, who hosted this event. This has been Andrea Kunla for the Hudson Mohawk Magazine.